Good afternoon. You are listening to Missing Pieces. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Today is Saturday, the day before Easter Sunday. And to know that our Savior lives is such a good feeling. I hope everyone that is listening is doing well. We have made it through the 40 days of lit. Praise be unto God. And I give all praises to him. Thank you for participating in this 40 days of lit. I pray that you all had a serious encounter with God. And even though we, uh, we, we, neglected or we sacrifice some food items, we feel good. We've lost weight. We can breathe. Our esophagus is feeling better. Our stomach is feeling light because not only um, did we fast um, for the sacrifice, it turned around and made us much healthier than we were 40 days ago. So for that, to God be the glory or whomever your higher power may be. My son and I, we went to Monday, Thursday at my church, and it was called the journey to the cross. Um, we didn't know what to expect, but I knew that if it had anything to do with my church, which is New Life Global, it had to be over the top. So my son who deals with PTSD was a little anxious and he wanted to go sit in the car. But I said to him, no, you're not going to let the devil win. You're going in. But what we can do is we can fall back and we can be the last one coming in and the last one going out. And he agreed. And let me tell you, each step of the uh the program i'm trying to find my brochure because i had a a brochure that gave me step by step and for some reason i can't find it but anyway um we went to five different rooms and in each room it told the story in the journey of jesus's life to the cross the very first stop was absolutely phenomenal it showed us uh, Adam and Eve in the garden. And they had this young lady that was doing poetic. And then there was a gentleman, as she was doing the poetic voice of God, the, the, the guy was drawing everything she was saying. And I knew this intrigued my son because he loves to paint and draw. So it captured his attention. And so we left from that part when God talked about uh, Adam and Eve, what they did, you know, about the good and evil and the, and the uh, eating from the tree of life. And then we go into the next part where there was Moses when he was writing and listening to the word of God. And so as we journeyed in the hallway, everything looked as if we were right there uh, 
on, on Christ's journey. We saw Moses. We saw, um, who else did we saw? We saw Adam and we saw the, the, uh, they did a replica of the holies of holies, you know, that area where only the priests can come in and do uh, the sacrifice or the prayer on behalf of others. And then there was a real lamb and all the kids were screaming, eh! you know, and it caused the lamb to go bad. And, but when my son touched him, he was calm. And I just smiled and I said, God, you're doing your thing. And so after we went through each one of the phases, one of the phases we went, it was very solemn. It was a place where we are to meditate on the goodness of God. It, it looked as if we were in between heaven and hell. I'm going to keep it real because it was misty. It was red. It was orange. It had candles. But yet on each walls, it had a sand. And then on the right side, it was the cross with the thorns. And before we left, we were to take one of the piece of paper and we would write down what we want God to do. And say, for instance, break the spirit of fear. And after we wrote it down, we had to hold on to that paper and we had to take one of those little cups that you, I don't know what you call it. I have no idea, but it was, it, it was one of those things that you would put over um, a candle to put out the candle. So we each had to do that. And then we go to the next step. We go into where we actually crucified our Lord. And that's when we saw Simon, uh, the Korean, um, took Jesus's cross and carried it for him. And after that, the young lady said, what you have in your hand, that statement that you want to be bound and bind and removed, I want you to put it on either place of the cross. It was the head, the arms, and the feet. And they had a nail sticking out. Yeah, it was a nail sticking out. And I couldn't reach it, so I said, I asked my son, to put mine where the head was. And so he put his where the head was. And then when we came out, there was this wall of nothing but paper and hanging uh, markers that we are to speak victory over what we hung up on the cross. And then after we left there, we went into communion like we were at the Last Supper. It was absolutely beautiful. There were women and men and they washed our hands before we took our seat. And the table looked beautiful with fruits and, and, and bowls and, and, and sterums and, you know, those vases that they pour the water out and they had goblets of the wine and the bread. And then of course they had the individual packs, you know, for people's safety. We took communion my son had not taken communion in over four or five years. That made his mother heart leap for joy. And I knew that God is working on him. And after he took his communion, he did one of those old 
folks thing, you know how you would bow your head down. He did one of those. Monday of um, Thursday was absolutely beautiful. And then we went through Good Friday. And Good Friday felt different. What about you guys? Did it feel different to you? It did to me. Because normally, typically, the, the, the earth or the world is dark. Where I am, it's, it's dark outside. It's solemn. And it's thundering. And it's raining. Pouring down raining. And it didn't do none of that. And I was driving. <coughs> excuse me. As I was driving. And I said, Lord, are you, how do you feel about this day every time it comes? Are you reliving this emotionally? How do you feel about this as we celebrate your death, burial, and resurrection? How do you feel? You know, are you tired of us doing this? Are you um, uh, frustrated? Because you've sacrificed so much, and yet and still some of us don't believe. Some of us uh, still have fear and the lack of courage. Some of us don't trust. And I was one of them, you know, seriously. And I asked him that question. And then I said, God, how do you feel that you created Jesus to come down to walk amongst us? And some things are not the way it's supposed to be. They're fighting over in Israel and Palestine. The Palestines in Israel, they're clashing. There's war over in Ukraine. Russia is bombarding. People are just constantly shooting and shooting and killing and killing and shooting. And how do you feel? You know, I, I really wanted to know. And he has yet to answer, but it put me in a solemn state. It put me in a, 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 a state of reflecting and remembering. And then as I remember while I was driving, how my mother used to dress all of the five siblings, the girls, of course. We had the same dress with different colors, same shoe, different color. And same socks, different color. We all had our hair all did up and everything. So it made me remember how far I've come. So I hope you all remember how far you came from the time we were born, graduating from high school, going to college, having kids, whether out of wedlock or not, partying in the club realizing this is not what it's supposed to do. So we buckle down and we turn our eyes to heaven. And we decided that we were going to raise our children to do what is right. But we can't bombard our children because they're only doing this, some of the things that we did. So what we do, we pray and we lay on our face. I've been praying so much this 40 days. It's unbelievable. I've been fighting so much spiritual wickedness in high places. I, I, I can't even begin to tell you. And some days I was just tired. Just tired. But God gave me his strength. 
He gives us strength to continue on. And I almost forgot about this podcast. I was so busy uh, getting stuff, you know, to fix for dinner for tomorrow. And, you know, I'm not cooking a lot, just a ham, um, some collards, some sweet potatoes, got a couple of pies and some rolls. And, and that's it. I'm not doing any mac and cheese. My body won't allow me to have any cheese or anything like that. So, and and I was cleaning out my drawer, getting rid of stuff. And I came in my middle room and I said, oh my God, it's podcast time. And I said, God, what are we going to talk about? He said, flow. And I'm flowing. And I just pray that you all have had such an epiphany spending time with God reading and studying and learning and asking God about those deep mysteries like I did. I want to know how he felt, how he feel, you know, about every year we 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 go through Easter and say we're going to do this and we promise ourselves that we're going to do this or that and the other. And we, we, we fast and we pray. And then right after Easter, it's like right after Easter, we go into the Passover and things are flipped upside down. But you have to stay focused and stay on your post. Always fasting and praying because some things will never be broken. Like the word of God says, this thing only comes through fasting and praying. Take the rest of this whole year and continue to fast and pray according to the will of God for your life and for your family. We want our family to be prosperous as our soul is prospering. We want to have overflow of bank accounts, money in our account, but you got to tithe You have to tithe your 10% to where you are getting fed from spiritually. You must. That is part of the obedience. And so from Good Friday, from my, excuse me, from Monday, Thursday through uh, Holy Saturday, we know that Christ will arise because we are the reflection of who he is because we are no longer the way we used to be. The old is gone and the new. This is a time that we take on that new man, that new wineskin. We think new things. We make new goals. We, 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 we focus on doing things that please God and bring us peace. And we seek those things from above. I'm going to give you a little history before I close out in prayer, and I'm going to I'm going to give it to you. It's called um, the Divine Power of Seven, and this is from um, the Hebrew um, studies that I'm doing online. Uh, not I'm not doing online, but um, they send me information because I am interested in the uh, Hebrew uh, 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 studies. Um, It's good when you are a counselor, especially a Christian counselor, that you understand everybody's religion. 
because everybody religion is not the same. And when you go to mentor or counsel that person, it's good to know that in advance because what I do may not be what they do. What they believe may not be what I believe. So God wants us to have a balance. You gotta be able to study everybody's religion, not just yours. So uh, the deeply sacred number seven is um, pretty much anywhere you, you'll find it in the Bible. You'll find the number seven. And it's stated that the number seven is mentioned over 700 times in scripture. And in the book of Revelation, did you know that it contained dozen of sevens, which means um, signifying the seven churches, the seven bowls, the seven lamps, the seven seals, and the list goes on and on and on. And did you know that when you pray, there is a bowl that is specifically, excuse me, where the prayers come. And when those prayers reach the bowl, it touches the nostril of God. And there is always someone there guarding and escorting your prayer to that bowl. And it only reaches the bowl if when or you are praying according to the will of God. So it's important before you open your mouth that you ask Holy Spirit, let me pray according to the will of the Father so that my prayer will reach the heavenly bowl. And so in ancient Israel, the number seven was thought to, um, what is it? To be a symbol of divine perfection, as opposed to other numbers which derive their, their power have, uh, uh, um, excuse me, their power come from um, the human endeavors. And seven comes from God. I love seven. I do everything in seven. I go to the gas station, gas pump, number seven. If I'm going to park somewhere, number seven. It's either three, seven, or eight. I don't know. It's just something. My sister said I'm weird. And then the seven, uh, Fold spirit of the Lord. Mm, 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 mm. And this is evident that there is a seven for God's identity, which is going to be related to the number seven. Yeah, it is. And if you look at the famous um, uh, uh, branch of Jesse, do your, do your study, the branch of Jesse, he prophesied in Isaiah chapter 11 that once you find that the Holy Spirit will come and it will rest upon the Messiah in seven distinct facets. Bless God. And those seven facets are the Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. Ra'u Adonai. And the spirit of wisdom, Ra'u Homa, and understanding, Ra Bia, the spirit of counsel, Ra Etza, 
and might, Ra Guara, the spirit of knowledge, Ra Deat, and the fear of the Lord, Isaiah 11 and 2, Raya, Yerat, Adonai. And I don't even know how I just spoke in Hebrew. It must be the anointing of God. And if I messed it up, please forgive me for those who are listening. That is the power of Hebrew. And these attributes form the sevenfold essence of the Holy Spirit. And when we read that in translation, uh, excuse me, in translation, it seemed like it's just a bit of abstract qualities. But in reality, it is the original Hebrew words that form a spiritual package exploding with much power. And when you read the word of God in the original Hebrew, there are things that suddenly burst and you be able to understand things much, much differently. So I want to thank you guys for listening today and prayerfully next week we'll pick that up in the book of essentialism. I pray that the Lord our God on this day when Jesus rested, he was in the grave and he finished the work. Most people in their eyes, it looked as if, hallelujah, it was all over. He was dead and buried. But only as a seed dies, when it is planted in the earth, not to decay, but it spring forth to new life. And it teaches us, oh God, to take refuge in when you and we or me or you or anyone you know is afraid. It teaches us that death is not our end. Teach us to hope always in you and in the resurrection, the making of all things new. And Father God, we thank you because you love us so much that you gave your only, only son that we might be called your children. And for some of us who are orphans, our parents have gone, whether your mother and father or both. We thank you, God, that you allowed us into your family, the family of God. And we thank you, God, that we live and move and we have our being because the gladness and the grace of God, he has risen. And we are thankful for your sacrifice, oh God. We thank you, God, that your eyes have looked upon us and that your grace and, and your salvation of your sacrifice helps us to walk in strength and courage and dignity. And we will tell the good news wherever we go. And hallelujah, Hosanna, Hosanna, Jesus lives. We thank you for blessing our going out and coming in. We ask for divine healing for those who need healing in their bodies. We thank you for deliverance from all things, God, that is not of you. Now take refuge in our home and rest, God, in us. And let this not be the ending of a thing as we make the main thing, the 
the main thing, and that is living for Christ. Please subscribe to my channel wherever you are listening. Have a blessed Easter Sunday and a happy resurrection. And for those who are still in Ramadan, assalamu alaikum. May God be with you. Amen.